0: You are a grown human being, but just look at yourself. Look what you've become, you're addicted. It started when you were young, just a little bit here and there, and over time, you can't get enough of video games. Welcome to One More Game. They keep making them, and we keep playing them. And everyone around us will keep nagging.
1: Boy, you guys sure do
0: complain a lot. If it's video game news, reviews, and commentary... We're talking about it. So when your life doesn't allow you to spend time playing games, we've got you covered. This is the One More Game Podcast. And now your hosts, The Stroke and Swift Mita. I turned myself into a pickle, Swift. Boom, big reveal.
1: I'm a pickle. What do you think about that, Stroke? I turned myself into a pickle. I'm Pickle Matt.
2: Good afternoon, Not Evening Gamers, I am The Stroke, and this is One More Game Podcast, episode 24. Today is the 29th of August, 2022, and I'm here with my good buddy, Swift. Swift, what's going on? Hey, buddy. I'm good. Just got back from Flagstaff this morning. Uh, Yeah, it looks like you got picked up a little sunburn there.
3: Yeah. I put sunscreen on twice at the... uh, We brought jets up for a static display. Actually, Holland was supposed to do it on PickleMap, and they... Didn't. So we picked it up.
1: Our jets are <laughs> Very, broken. Yeah.
3: Eh. Uh but yeah, I, I underestimated the uh elevation. I mean it's it's at like seven thousand feet, so uh two applications of sunscreen was not enough to keep my fair skin eh.
2: safe.
1: You got a you got a nice glow.
2: Yeah, you bet. Stand by. Someone told me that uh, they cannot hear you. That's probably on my end. Uh, womp, womp womp. Womp 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 I sure can hear you. So that's a little awkward. Or Ooh, Can't hear me either. Yeah. Yeah. Can't hear you either. <laughs> How we doing? <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, let's try that. Go ahead and say something cool. Hey, Hello. Big Eats, can
1: you hear us now? Hello. No,
2: that's not working. WTF, mate?
3: This is where <sighs> we thrive in technical difficulties. Yeah.
2: This is where we make our money. Uh Oh, I know what it is. You guys are getting paid? <laughs> I know what it is. I think. Um yeah yeah. Fixed it there. let mm, let's go over to this bad boy. Go ahead and talk. Hello.
1: All right. We're back. Hello. Maybe. maybe back
2: in action. Child. Like never before. Hope so. Cool. Well, thanks for uh, helping us fix that chat. And uh, if you weren't listening to Swift because he was physically unable to talk, why don't you uh, go ahead and tell the viewers why you're so effing sunburned? Uh, Yeah, we
3: brought Jets up to Flagstaff this weekend. for They do a Thunder over Flagstaff, like little air show or whatever. So we got to go up and bring two F-16s and uh, just answer questions for about eight hours on Saturday. We were dumb and didn't bring any chairs or a tent. So... it's one of the few times in my life that my heels have actually been sore
2: from standing in the sun, telling people, uh, how airplanes work. Yeah.
1: Very nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, Swift, did you get the standard common questions that, um, you never really think about when you're the actual pilot? Like I remember everybody used to ask me how far can the F-16 go on one tank of gas? And we would never do that or try that
3: yeah no yeah we got we got a lot of that we also got a lot of uh hey what what jet is this um (laughs) to to which we had to answer uh ma'am this is the f-16
1: so is this a c5 was that air force pa asking right
2: (laughs) is this some fulcrum all right well you also heard uh pickle matt there what's going on dude how you doing
1: Oh, I'm on the deep night train, so uh I'm not actually allowed to go into work until an hour and a half from now. So I'll be uh flying until about midnight tonight and then heading home around three a.m. I think. That is deep great.
3: deep night.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you're wondering why we're uh out and about in the sunlight on this podcast, well uh we had some scheduling conflicts, but we managed to make it work midday on a Monday. So uh if you're joining us, thanks for your continued loyalty. And uh I, myself, was celebrating my daughter's third birthday yesterday. So oh, she's, oh uh, she's getting so big. Yeah, she's three, going on 15. She told me she's ready to drive yesterday, so <laughs> <laughs> we're ready.
1: That's so, terrifying.
2: Uh, cool, boys. We'll uh, we'll hit the listeners with... Uh, we'll just jump right into the news for the week, because we've got a lot to cover. All right, all right. So while we've been gone, we've had GamesCon. So let's just get, hit you with a quick wrap up of everything that kind of was announced/slash shown. Um, a lot of it was trailers, which is kind of how GamesCon works. And then there was a few announcements in there. But boys, feel th- feel free to jump in here at any time if you uh, saw something or read something that you want to bring up. But first off, there were a lot of cool trailers that I spent a lot of time watching. Uh, for me, the highlights were Hogwarts Legacy, which they kind of showed some a little bit of storyline and it, it's a lot darker than I thought it was going to be darker. than Yes. A, same. Yeah. Yep. Darker than the movies ever show. So uh, that was pretty cool looking. If you didn't see it. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was going to say that's interesting because the Harry Potter series, the book series didn't start off very dark either, but it got darker as it kind of went along. Book four is got... where
3: it, it takes that turn. Gets yeah. Dark.
1: So I thought the game would be more of the light, like first, one, two movie or two books kind of situations. Cause that would, I don't know. It's kind of like the magical, like happy times, but
3: (laughs) it seems like
1: they're not going
3: that route. I'm actually kind of excited that it's not, it's not necessarily the books or the movies, you know, it seems like they're doing their own thing and they're just bringing Harry Potter to life in their own unique way. So it's, it's cool to me to see that they're not, the storyline is not the book storyline which Shannon and I listen to every single night. So I feel like I might get a little bit bored with that, but uh, I'm I'm really excited about this game.
2: I think they're smart to kind of go well separated from the books and and kind of show some historical stuff so that they don't have to adhere too tightly to, you know, what's already been done. But yeah, I agree. I was expecting a lighthearted thing, and I was watching that trailer like, oh, you're like learning how to do the Cruciatus Curse. Cool. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna have to play Lego Harry Potter after that. So <laughs> yeah, thanks. Lighten it up a little bit.
2: Cool, cool. Another one I thought was pretty cool looking was called Lives Lies of P, which is a steampunk kind of variation on the story of Pinocchio. Uh, <laughs> and in that story you incorpor- lying and deceit is incorporated into the gameplay as you would expect in a Pinocchio game. But uh, I watched that the- kind of cool.
3: I watched the trailer and I he never specifically said words, but I never saw his nose get bigger, so I don't know how they're incorporating incorporating Pinocchio.
2: I didn't either, and I also was like confused because I thought that the protagonist was a a a chick until he called him son, and I was very confused.
1: But yeah, whatever. I don't know. Is this is this one of those uh Pooh Bear situations where the the copyright just expired, so now there's all these weird yeah, exactly. uh, Winnie the Pooh things coming out. Did you the guys 50, see that?
2: The 50 year copyright statute in America is over on Pinocchio, so now he can be turned <laughs> into whatever. And the yeah, there, I did see what you're talking about the Pooh horror movie.
1: Yeah, the Winnie the Pooh <laughs> horror movie. Oh my gosh!
2: <laughs> uh, nice. I, uh, I also saw that that one is
3: they, they call it Souls Like in the description we talked about that either last week or a couple weeks ago as far as souls like versus souls light it looks more like a soul's light but i don't know i mean they didn't really show too much of the storyline just a few clips of gameplay
2: yeah i kind of noticed that the the fights seemed very uh elden ring like and souls like like with the way the bosses move and predicting their stuff but she he appeared to have so many abilities and like mobility and kind of stuff that it seemed like it'll the combat will be a little more fluid and yeah and easier than
1: Elden Ring. But there was a article I saw that the they were saying that it might be Xbox players might finally getting be getting a Bloodborne style game basically. Yeah. So nice. people are comp- comparing it to Bloodborne.
2: Yeah, look, it, it kind of reminded me of that same vibe as well. Cool, cool. Dead Island 2 got a really gory uh, trailer. Uh, <laughs> just go ahead and watch that if you're into zombie movies but or zombie games. I never played Dead Island. Did you guys get into that?
1: <laughs> played, <No. laughs> I played it for about, I don't know, five hours, and I don't remember what happened. I, I think maybe a different, better game that I liked uh, came out, and I stopped playing it. Never really got too far into it. It seemed yeah, like a that... decent zombie game, but I think they were overdone at the time.
2: Yeah, that game is generally well-regarded, but just like you said, there's so many zombie games and movies that I I got burnt out on all that. This one looked pretty exciting for me, was the Sonic Frontiers trailer. They're kind of just explaining what their open-world, not-so-open-world game for Sonic looks like, and they played a little trailer with gameplay. It looks like it kind of mashes up like your standard old-school 2D Sonic with a little bit of or a lot of bit of 3D this it almost seems like they're Super Mario Odyssey version Yeah, that's Sonic. what I was thinking of. Yeah. And boss battles and all that. I I saw one thing that looked kind of cool where you circle an enemy with your blue dash ability to do damage to it. So that was kind of fun, but nice. Sometimes Sonic games tend to turn into like you hit a ramp or a spring and then you kind of like watch him dash around you don't really do anything for like 30 seconds and then yeah (laughs) true (laughs) Uh, but anyways I think I think that'll be a cool one and it's gonna be on all platforms so I'll check that out with Liam for sure because he's a big Sonic guy nice cool Uh, another one that looked really cool but strange was Forspoken did you guys watch the trailer on this this one's been getting a lot of hype but yeah I saw the
1: trailer
3: I did not
2: yeah so really cool like parkour type mobility that you would see in a lot of other games like Titanfall but it's all mixed in with like magical abilities and then the fighting looks very insane number one just all the spells and magic and, and
1: the, i just the imagine armor. like like we talked about last week i'm going to be doing the one move and one spell the entire time if i buy yeah. that game cuz yeah it could be could be one the, of those. from the trailer trailer it looks like you can do some really cool stuff like sp- uh, both spells and uh, parkour style moves. Yeah, looks pretty neat. So
2: uh, keep your eyes out for that. That one didn't have any sort of release date uh, tacked onto it that I could
1: find. But, uh... I think they said and 2023, then... is it? Okay. And
2: lastly, the the one that stuck out for me, just because, uh, and I know Swift's a big Expanse guy, but Telltale, the, the uh, game studio that makes kind of like choose-your-own-adventure video game versions of uh, novels based on other media that you may watch or read—they're uh, making an Expanse Telltale series where you'll be able to play some of the characters and make decisions. And uh, Swift is probably pretty excited about this one because I know he loves that show.
3: I do love that show, and I, I watched the trailer and them, like the behind-the-scenes. It might have been just been the GamesCon interviews, but it seems like it's before the timeline is before the Expanse series. Um, And so you get a little bit more character development into some of the characters that are you don't really know what happened to them. But you just know they're kind of upset at life and certain people and stuff like that. So uh, but it does seem kind of more like a choose your own adventure, not a linear story, which I think could be really cool.
2: Yeah. Did you guys ever play any of the Telltale games? I don't think so.
1: I don't remember playing one. What was their? What's their most famous one? Do you know?
2: The Walking Dead, uh, oh, film series, okay. and then their Borderline Borderlands ones are pretty popular. Tales from the Borderlands. Okay. Uh, the the one I played was, well, I played the Walking Dead first episode, and then I played um, the Game of Thrones one. And what I learned from that is like, no matter what you do, you end up getting your throat sliced by. Uh, <laughs> Who was that really evil guy? The the was in the house, um, house uh, with the flayed man. I can't remember his name. Oh John, yeah, I know, I know who you're John talking Snow about. Snow kills him, and yeah, episode. yeah, I can't remember. Oh, spoiler, spoiler, dude. Oh yeah, hashtag spoilers. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no matter what I did, in that you you were like some younger kid in some other house that that's not really mentioned in the in the shows, but it's in the books, I guess. And you're like. He comes in and starts trying to be the boss of your place. And no matter what decisions you make, you eventually end up getting throat sliced. (laughs) Uh, Cool. All right. Do you guys notice any other uh, trailers or things that you picked up from uh, Gamescom? I
3: I have two that I'm excited about. We'll see how it it ends up. But uh, the Dune Awakening trailer, they didn't show any gameplay or anything, but I watched the movie... I've read the first book. I'm halfway into the second book. Um, And they do the books weird. So technically, I finished the first, like, Dune actual book, even though there's three books in there. You know, it's a little confusing, but...
1: (laughs) There's actually um, more. There's a lot more, but... Yeah, I've... They're read by other people.
3: Yeah. Um, But... I'm excited for that. Depending on how it looks, and it's it seems like based on the description, it's more of a survival game than anything else. Uh, so I'm interested to see how they make that play out. Um, at least as far as the gamescon article that I read, and then yeah, I think the, they uh, announced
2: that it's survival. going to be an MMO survival. So yeah, like- MMO survival, MMO. yeah.
1: I'm actually looking um, online right now. You can send uh you can sign up for the beta right now if you want to.
2: Oh,
3: really? Okay, I'm yeah. going to have to do that. Uh, there you go. A hot take from one more game. Sign up for the Dune Awakening beta if you uh, are into that sort of thing. Uh, so I'm interested to see how that looks. Uh, the trailer looked good, but it wasn't actual gameplay. So who knows? We'll see. And then the other one that kind of caught my eye was where the wind meet, winds meet. Um, It seems like kind of Ghost of Tsushima You know, it's got, like, the samurai, like, feel and everything, except it's got much more of, like, the... I don't really know, how, like, what word to use to describe it, but it's got, like, the wind walking and stuff. So you have, like, certain abilities. You can jump on water. You can multi-jump through the air. Time slows down when you draw your bow. Um, So I thought that looked really interesting because I like the Ghost of Tsushima.
2: Yeah, it's also... It goes with a a Chinese lore type medieval okay. Chinese, so that's a that's a cool like. As much stuff as we talk about China, like we don't have a whole lot of education on like old school China, which is cool to explore in a video game. I think.
3: Yeah, so those are the two that I'm excited about.
1: Cool. cool. Other Other than about the you, ones Matt? we talked about? Yeah, Dune was. uh I remember our Dune was like the first real time strategy I played. The original PC game, which is really, really old. I think it came out in the nineties or early two thousands, but should be interesting to see how that game plays out. Did you guys see the there's the other Dune uh game that just came out a few months ago? it's a real time strategy. Yeah, Spice Wars. It's like kind of a remake. Oh, okay. It's pretty fun. It it's uh I think they're probably trying to iron out some kinks. It's still early access, but there's that. Um they they
3: also sorry to cut you off there. Um they also announced that dune the second dune movie is being filmed and it's supposed to come out i think next year or early 2024 i can't remember the exact date but i'm really looking forward to that i enjoyed the first one
1: did you read the book before the first movie
3: no i had never read the books i watched the movie and it got me interested so i ordered like the sit there's a i got a soft copy uh six like six individual books yeah um and I'm only halfway through the second one, so.
1: Yeah, it's my favorite sci-fi book of all time. It kind of started the whole space opera sci-fi genre, yeah. if you will. The, the, uh, but, but that book is amazing. Oh yeah, I had read it way before I watched the movie, and apparently a lot of people. Well, I didn't even realize this until like the week you released. But a lot of people didn't realize that the movie was like a a two part situation. So when the oh, credits yeah. roll on the movie, you're like, what? It's like no the ending doesn't tie up anything.
3: Yeah. And I noticed that when I was reading because I had gotten to watch the movie first, I noticed that there are a lot of parts kind of interspersed in the movie that they miss big chunks of the book but then kind of jump ahead to a certain part in the in the book. Um so I'm interested to see how they do the second one and and wrap up the the entirety of the first Dune book. I think the I mean, second you, one's
1: going to be a lot more impressive too. Well, the first off, the cinematography on the first one is amazing. But it is the second one's gonna be super impressive because one thing that I didn't like about the book was kind of that last battle just kind of happens and ends. really Yeah, quickly. there's like n-
3: there's nothing to it in the book.
1: And I think they're gonna they're gonna go all out with that in the yeah. movie. And I think it's gonna be super dope. Yeah. So I yeah ahead, that was straight.
2: a the first one was a visual masterpiece. But uh, did you guys watch the old
1: movie?
3: I have not watched the old one.
2: <laughs> okay. I've seen part of it. Do yourself yeah. a favor and uh, watch it. it. The new movie makes some cool callbacks to the old one, but uh, yeah. it's interesting to see that they tried to make that movie back in the 70s or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. tough, man. It's tough. Yeah.
2: All right. A couple other announcements I thought were interesting from GamesCon was the PS5 DualSense Edge Controller. This is their pro version of their DualSense. We were talking about this uh, when we first read the announcement, but. uh, I think Pickle Matt, he makes a good point in that the DualSense controller is already so nice that it's not going to feel like as big of a jump from like the Xbox Elite controller did from their normal controller. Uh, But it has all the bells and whistles you would expect from a pro type controller, buttons on the back, customizable key or uh, stick caps, um, changing how far you can depress the triggers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then profiles that you can save that save into the internal memory of the controller that uh, you can set up. But uh, I don't know. Is this going to be enough for you guys to switch from your favorite controller over to something new on your PC? There it is. I, I want to I get this, for sure.
1: I, I do kind of... I don't know. Like you said, this is kind of what I brought up when it first got announced, is the PS... Uh, the dual sense controller is already so good. It's hard to imagine what a more premium one would be like, but the, cause like the Xbox, the Xbox controller that comes with the console, it just feels kind of a little bit cheaper, I guess, where the dual sense, it just feels like is a futuristic piece of art that really functions well.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's already got so many features, but I, I think the, a lot of people are going to like the buttons on the back. Um, but I don't know if they're going to price it like the, did they release the pricing? I didn't see it on there. If they're gonna price it like the Xbox Elite controller, I'm gonna have to pass until it goes on sale because I don't I don't see hundred fifty dollars for paddle switches being yeah, yeah, really yeah. that big of a deal for me.
3: It's almost too many what? buttons for me, so
1: yeah.
2: I find myself wondering like what I mapped the paddles to all the time and then accidentally Dude. Hit. like in Elden Ring
1: I yeah. have died a few times because I accidentally hit a paddle. Me too. <laughs> I have the one of the (laughs) I gotta change it one of the paddles is mapped to the x button which is uh chug your potion or do whatever your bottom thing is and I accidentally chug potions on a regular basis all
2: the time yeah yeah but it's probably kept you alive without you knowing it don't you worry
1: mm, no full health and then drink another health potion (laughs)
3: nice
2: (laughs) cool other than that one uh uh, Hideo Kojima is making a podcast um if you don't know who that is he's the the mind behind games like Metal Gear Solid and Last Stranding. So if you want to get in some insight on the weird, strange mind of that man, you can listen to his podcast that he announced beginning on September 8th on Spotify called Brain Structure. But uh, yeah, he's not necess- it's not necessarily a video game podcast. It's kind of a deep dive into his brain and to shed some light on his creative process. Imagine being so... Hubris that you make a podcast about about, about
1: your own name. brain <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's what i thought when i heard, heard the description of it. it just seems a little bit cocky but at the same time you could argue that he's one of the greatest minds in video game history yeah he's kind of the rock star of
2: the the japanese video game development world but uh cool cool all right some exciting news coming for you uh game pass members Xbox is not necessarily announced, but there's been some leaks about Xbox Game Pass friends and family sharing system on the horizon. So basically a logo was found uh, within some Twitter data mining stuff that says Game Pass friends and family. That's been a rumored thing going on where you can share your account and benefits with up to uh, four other players in the same country. Um, So... This would kind of be cool if you us three dudes want to chip in together and save some money on yeah. Game Pass.
1: <laughs> the one more game pa- uh po- podcast uh Game Pass. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. But I think this has got some really cool benefits for like uh let's say like a dad gamer and a and a kid gamer who can instead of having two accounts just share the benefits like you know Spotify, Netflix, all those companies do.
1: Yeah, and remember it's a leak too, so like It could be dramatically different than what everybody's thinking. Like maybe your friend, the primary pass holder, can do whatever they want and the friend can, you know, have two hours of gaming or something. Yeah,
3: four games a month.
1: Yeah, something like that. So hopefully it's a full access type thing.
2: Like Steam, when you're, when you do this share thing, if you, Hmm. if you share a game with someone and then you're playing it and then they try to play it it'll only let the primary person play it at that time, so it'll kick the other person off if the oh, other really. dude comes off. Yeah. Yeah,
1: hey, like, uh, Craig says occasionally you'll cut out, um, just so you know. I don't know. Me? Yeah, you. Like the purple bar isn't going around your your window sometimes. I don't know if it's, uh, it's cool. a Twitch thing. Love it.
2: Love this technology that we have. But uh, So anyways... <laughs> Moving on, I don't know if you guys watched it. I watched the whole damn thing, but uh, Destiny 2 had their reveal about their upcoming roadmap, and they revealed their next expansion, which we already knew what it was going to be called, but it's called Lightfall. And kind of what they showed was their new direction for uh, what's going on. They had a reveal trailer and kind of some discussion about where we're going, but I'll highlight some of the stuff for you here. So kind of a new art direction that Destiny hasn't done. We're getting like a neon... Bright cyberpunkish looking city, city going on, which you're never in a city in Destiny, which is cool. Yeah, uh, a new subclass called Poison, or it's a poison subclass. I think it's called something else, like Strand or something, uh, which Destiny does weirdly. But uh... so that's going to include uh, a grapple ability. So think uh, straight up ripoff from Halo Infinite. The only thing that everyone universally loved about that game was uh, the ability to grapple around and, and stuff. So there you have it. That looked pretty and cool me. in the trailer. In Halo? Yeah, Halo Infinite. You get oh. the grapple.
1: Which one's Infinite?
2: The newest, the newest one. one. Oh, the one copy. that you probably didn't play much.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh,
2: cool, cool. And uh, let's see what else. There's going to be a new location, Neptune, which I don't think we've been to before, but they mentioned that it's in an alternate timeline, so we're going Marvel Cinematic Universe here with the alternate timelines. You're going to be teaming up slash facing off against their version of Guardians called Cloud Surfers or something like that. And uh, and then the stuff that we highlighted a couple weeks ago, better player history system, in game looking for group slash grouping up with people without having to use discord and then some quality of life feature stuff but i'm pretty excited about this it's going to be the second to last expansion before they end this whole kind of uh story arc that they've been doing light versus dark blah blah blah, blah. uh new raids all that kind of stuff so you can bet your buns that bonsai gaming will be in there for at least six hours failing at the world's first uh destiny raid in Lightfall. Nope, not doing nope. it <laughs> <laughs> i'll you be know. there you don't want Swift to just suddenly be like, all right, I'm out.
1: <laughs> that was one of the worst experiences I've had in cooperative gaming. No, it was
2: fun, dude.
1: It was so fun until it wasn't.
2: Get out of here. All right, so you guys... Are you, are you, I I started playing Destiny again just because of this uh, trailer. Were you guys excited for this or not at all? Not at all.
1: I'm going to find it hard to get back into Destiny, but we do have a lull between now, and so I got I to gotta finish Elden Ring. And then there's going to be a lull between now and God of War 2 or God of War Ragnarok. So maybe maybe that's the time. There you go. But.
3: Yeah, I, I'm, ex, I'm excited for the new expansion. Uh, I am happy to get back into Destiny. Uh, I'd love that game.
1: Uh, uh, I'll get back into it. Yeah, I'm going to...
3: It's settled. I'm, I'm sad that Playfall... You know, I feel I feel like it's going to be like, wow, this is not what I'm sad about, but I feel like it's... Going to be like wow, where you're going to run around the map and go looking for group, and everyone's going to be that poison subclass because it's the new hotness. Man. But uh, hunter for life, um,
2: yeah, baby. But I,
1: is that what is the I still don't, never mind, I'm gonna sound like an idiot.
2: It's so <laughs> funny how Pickle Matt went like ham in that game for like three weeks, but really didn't like learn anything.
1: That's the story of my gaming, yeah. i noticed that's okay though i'm level yeah, 81 do you, in elden ring now after two we weeks to,
2: holy crap you passed me okay
3: nice um but i i'm sad it doesn't the new expansion i mean obviously, obviously they can't announce it and then it be released the next day but it doesn't come out until you know like the middle to end of february next year so we have a, a little while to wait which just gives us time to actually beat the raids from this expansion
1: there you go oh, prior isn't to that going Hogwarts... to the new one Oh, that's when Harry Potter comes out-ish, right? Ish, yeah. Ah, uh uh-oh.
2: There you have it. Well, I jumped in there and got my uh, Fortnite skin, by the way, boys, but uh, I'll get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, and then last bit of news for the week. Phil Spencer of Xbox was interviewed recently, and uh, he kind of summed up his thoughts about exclusives and consoles, and uh, he basically said, in the future here, he sees exclusives becoming a much less important thing, much to the chagrin of other companies, which he did not name, which we know who they're talking about. Uh, but he he made some good points, summed up an idea, and we've talked about this in, in previous episodes, but it's not financially smart to cut off a portion of your market, right? Huh. Um, so in the modern day, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to deny people to be able to play together certain games or jump in there with friends or find new friends on a game uh, because it's stuck on one console just because their parents decided, and this is especially true for kids, depending on what he said, quote, piece of plastic they decided to buy to plug into the TV. Uh, so that kind of makes sense to me and kind of foreshadows what we've been talking about for a while. Uh,
1: Xbox is going to make an all metal Xbox next, or sorry, PlayStation yeah all metal playstation
2: yeah they're just gonna totally misread and interpret that statement
3: (laughs) i'm i'm wondering like is this because obviously he works for xbox right so is this him him basically giving up and saying yeah we know our exclusives suck and we know ps has better exclusives or sony
1: oh i can't imagine that i mean they just bought activision blizzard and bethesda i know but if anything it's an olive branch you know what i mean like Hi. By the way, we're not going to uh, we're not going to completely screw over everybody out of Bethesda games just because you don't own an Xbox.
3: That's true. I, in my mind went a completely different direction. Either what I said, or this is him saying that there probably won't be another Xbox, and oh. then exclusives will kind of go away.
1: That's kind of what I almost read into it too. Is like uh, Game Pass and cloud gaming, maybe. You know what I mean?
2: Uh, yeah, they did just reinvest into their uh, their cloud X cloud infrastructure and we've you we've been the three of us have been talking about this for weeks and weeks about their focus seems to be game pass and getting that thing on everything so yeah
1: we'll see man uh, playing game pass on my refrigerator like i can play skyrim
2: what i definitely read into about that is that all of these studios that they now own activision blizzard uh bethesda i don't See them based on these statements, making any of that even Starfield exclusive
1: to Xbox. But who knows? Yeah, it is All nice right. being a part of the PC master uh, master race with the PlayStation. I know, no worries right here.
2: Go, boys! That is the news for gamers this week. Let's get into our games radar. <laughs>
1: All right, Pickle Matt, hit us with the first one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection. uh, Comes out on 30 August, not October. All platforms. Uh, You're going to be Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. And you're emerging from the sewers as the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, It's 13 radical games from Konami's entire archive of retro 8-bit, 16-bit, and arcade TMNT titles. Which is really cool so didn't the game that you just played is that a part of it you just got no it? it's
2: not on there that's a separate game uh, but that game is basically like an homage to all of those old games
1: okay yeah but, so all the old games playing on one collection which is really cool
2: yeah some of those are my favorite gaming memories uh as a kid so it'd be cool to snag that up in one bundle they even showed like some of the game boy titles that you'll be able to play on there so black and white yeah like
3: oh wow that's gonna be cool yeah on your 27 inch cool. monitor playing black yeah. and white
1: <laughs> yeah I'll blow up that game boy screen into uh, 27 yeah. inches yeah. <laughs> yeah individual pixels
2: taking up an inch yeah. yeah cool all right i'll go next so if you haven't played this game called inscription Do yourself a favor because it's very, very strange, but it has this outstanding reviews and uh, it's very casual to play, but also very interesting. So it basically, uh, it describes it as, well, first of all, it comes to PlayStation. It's already been out on other platforms, but it arrives on PlayStation uh, on the 30th of August. Uh, A figure lurking in the shadows challenges you to a game called Inscription. A inkly black card-based odyssey that blends the deck-building roguelikes, like think uh, Slay the Spire, escape room-style puzzles, and psychological horror into a blood-laced smoothie. So like this (laughs) game is super strange-looking, but really cool, uh, I think, overall, with the art style, and uh, just has outstanding reviews. But that comes out in uh tomorrow on PlayStation, so check it out if you're looking for a, a casual game to get into that also
1: is intriguing. On uh Steam it's overwhelmingly positive with seventy thousand interviews and then recent reviews or sorry, reviews, and then recent reviews is uh sixteen hundred overwhelmingly positive, which is pretty uh you don't see that very often. It must be yeah, really good.
2: This game was up there on Game of the Year, or I think it did win indie game of the year last year, so check it out if you're a PlayStation owner. I could get down with
1: that. I played a lot of Gwent just within the Witcher 3.
2: <laughs> yeah, it looks I watched the trailer. The concepts look pretty simple, but I imagine it gets pretty complex as you as you move forward. But all right, Swift, what are the, what do they got to look forward to this week? Finally, uh on the PC at least. The uh, Last of Us
3: Part One Remaster comes out uh the second of September on PC
2: and uh PS consoles. Yeah, I'm excited to check this out. This might be one of uh my time sinks next week, but
1: uh yeah, uh, if you haven't gotten the if you didn't play the first one yet, you might as well buy this one, um unless you want to save money and just play the first normal one on Game Pass, but Last of Us is one of the uh greatest PS4 games that were made. And I, I dude, I think I'm going to skip the remaster cuz it doesn't look like they changed much. It's just uh graphics and then it looks like yeah. some of the cut scenes they modified to make them just a little bit cooler, a little more storytelling. But uh, great game, though. You both of you guys, I think, would love uh, would love the remaster at least.
2: Is this going to be on, available to us through
1: the subscription or no? Well,
2: that's I a don't good question.
1: think it'll be. I think you could probably play a two-hour trial if you get the premium subscription. But you might have to look into that. Roger that.
0: I'll look there it you have it, folks.
1: We move on.
2: Games radar for the week. This is the portion of our podcast where we would get into a listener email or a podcast yeah. review, but I have nothing for you. So if you want to help us out in this section of the show, you can go to omgpodcastgg at gmail.com. Well, not go there, but send an email there and uh, let us know what you think about the show. What do you want to hear us talk about? Games that you're excited about? Games that you've been playing? Uh, What do you think of Swift's sunburn? All that kind of stuff, (laughs) then let us know. Uh, Tell us how to fix all these technical difficulties. We're looking for uh, anything in the email realm. And then if you really want to help our podcast out, the best way to do that to help us kind of be found and and be shared is uh, to leave a review on any one of the podcast websites. That helps us be discovered through algorithms and all that uh, science-y stuff. There you have it. All right, boys, let's get into the major topic for the week.
0: You're listening to the One More Game Podcast. They keep nagging, we keep playing. Now, back to your hosts, The Stroke and Swift Mita. I'm Pickle Man!
2: All right, we're we're a pretty toxic group here, so let's talk about toxicity in gaming. I get a little story for you. I was teaching these guys how to play hots. We're just playing a ram, all random, all mid, just learning the ropes. And uh, I think it was easy who was playing Lee Ming, and he's got like no damage. It's like one of his first games, and this kid just starts typing in the chat about how much easy is just a waste of life and needs to go, you know, do all kinds of stuff. And I'm just sitting there thinking like. How do you expect anyone to get into this game when the first thing that happens to them is just get flamed by so- somebody who just has nothing better to do? So uh I'm proud of you guys for sticking through that. There was a point in my Heroes of the Storm like gameplay time frame where I just muted chat during the games. I didn't even allow it to brilliant show up. Yeah.
1: Dude, that same thing happened to me earlier uh this week where we were winning really hard and this guy was just criticizing everybody on the team. It's just like, bro, this is a game for fun within a game for fun. And we're winning.
3: What's it mean? Why why are you so
2: upset?
1: (laughs) Be a normal guy.
2: Yeah, it was crazy.
3: It's getting worse
1: and worse
2: every, uh, every year, I think. But, uh, so we thought it'd be interesting to talk about toxicity, where it comes from, what, what to do about it. If you're doing it, how to, You know, just calm the (laughs) F down. Just relax a little bit. I mean, we've all been there, right? We've had a a terrible death and we want to just reach out. So why do we do that as humans? What do you think? Like, why do you just immediately try to blame someone else? I think it goes, I mean, it just kind of goes back to just
3: our human nature as far as like if you're passionate about something and you want to do well and somebody is potentially screwing that up, it could be their fault. It could be your fault. But you right. just don't want to take the blame. So you're going to just spew a whole lot of nonsense at the rest of your team or whatever it happens to be.
1: Well, I mean, And then there are some people that are playing that, like, they will not be smile. They won't smile. You know, behind that microphone, they won't smile. Or, like, if somebody walked into their room, you could tell that they weren't having fun. And they will never have fun while they play games. Yeah. They will just yeah. be screaming and yelling the whole time.
2: It's like, what? why do you need to do this? I don't get it. If you're not having fun, do don't do that thing. That's not yeah, fun. But do whatever. something else. Uh, I've been there playing World of Warcraft with the, uh, you know, my arena's partner, and we just, I. It's always when you die, right? Because now you have time to type. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MOBAs are the worst, and that's why League of Legends probably has such a a bad rep. But yeah, it's easy to blame someone else when you're screwing up, but. Guess what? My philosophy is these days, when you're dead, it's usually your fault. So, yeah, uh,
3: yeah, it's the same same kind of uh philosophy we have as pilots, where like if you're something's not happening on the radio that you're expecting to, and you're like, "What is everybody else doing?" No, no, check check your own jet first, check your com chords, all that stuff, because it's probably you that's screwing something up.
2: Yeah, if everyone else is wrong if everyone is wrong you're probably wrong (laughs) yeah cool what uh what have been your most toxic experiences since you've been
3: gaming you mentioned it league yeah league is brutal and it has that reputation right off the bat
1: what's the deal with that is it voice chat or is it just people yelling at you for on tight on like yeah the keyboard
3: it's not it's not voice chat, but the the I think the thing that differentiates League from like Heroes of the Storm, Heroes of the Storm you can be in game, you can be toxic to your teammates. In League, there's all chat during the games, so you can be toxic as hell to the other team. It's, it's just overall a, yeah. a toxic place.
1: My yeah. experience, the most toxic games I played were when I was. Probably high school, college playing Call of Duty with, especially with like uh, um, proximity chat. Dude, there were so many high pitched prepubescent voices that were yelling words that I didn't even know until I was like 18, including like (laughs) racial slurs, like fairly frequently or like uh, anti Semitic and just crazy things that you're just like, what in the world? And I think, uh, why? The and the why I think is part partly because anonymity with the internet, just like a true me- message board where you can say whatever you want and nobody's gonna know.
2: Yeah, it's it's sad. I think for me, it first started. Uh, no, I first started noticing it in Halo Two post game lobbies where you could talk oh, to the yeah. other team. Yep, and that was just
1: yeah, just everybody's like, so
2: r- immediate racial slurs like how bad this person is, blah blah. blah yeah it's crazy big
1: eats, big eats in the chat said everyone is hacking and my death is not my fault i think that's uh a mindset that a lot of people have or i think a big one too is like everybody's like i couldn't possibly die unless he was doing something that was total bush league like yeah spawn camping or hiding behind x wall so that I could he could just wait for me around the corner or something like that
2: yeah, you, you call them a pussy because they killed you with a certain weapon, right? I remember it was the noob tube yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Or, or it's like, <laughs> it's like you, can't just, you can't just accept the fact that someone might be better than you at this current activity. Right. You just got to make excuses.
1: Dude, I got chewed out on Battlefield 2 for PC back when I didn't have a gaming PC. It was just like my parents' PC uh, because there was one map where I would just run forward as a sniper and I would sprint and sprint, sprint, sprint. And then I would get to the uh, little gap in the fence that everybody used to go through on this one map. And I would just plant a claymore and then I hide around the corner. And as soon as the claymore went off, it would kill one or two people. And then I would just like suicide myself by uh, throwing grenades as quickly as possible. And the other other teams would get so freaking mad because that was like the only choke point on that map. I'm like, hey man, just don't go through that fence. <laughs>
2: This is not a viable exit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Fortnite for me is definitely one of those because like, when you die, there's so many things introduced into the game that allows people to be quote-unquote toxic. Mm, Yeah. That donkey sound. Yeah. (laughs) 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 That thing. Oh, my God. And you have to sit there and watch it. It's like...
3: I think that's the worst part. It wouldn't be toxic if you didn't have to watch it. I mean, it still right. would be from their perspective, but you wouldn't have to deal with it.
2: I mean, that's uh, Fortnite makes a bunch of money off of that stuff. Do you think? Uh, let's bring up this conversation. Do you think developers should have a responsibility to remove that stuff? Is it all fair game? Is it video? Is is light teasing a part of gaming online? What's what's the deal with that?
1: I mean, I think I think a lot of the developers have a financial incentive. You actually just brought up a good point at Fortnite might have a financial incentive to do it the opposite way, where you can sell somebody a taunt, I guess. But I think a lot of yeah. them have a, a financial incentive to make sure that they're at least doing a little bit of uh, policing so that people aren't just like, well, you know, I don't want to pick up this game anymore because I'm just going to get screamed at by a, by a 10-year-old and called the N-word and called all these different things. That, like I just don't want to hear that. And then yeah. the, the game dies because of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was talk about when Halo Infinite came out. They said that like they were going to make teabagging not possible, where it would like not let you crouch if you were standing over a dead body and that kind of stuff. And I, I kind of just wonder if that's like a little too much censoring because some people get offended by it, and and now we have to sugarcoat everything. And I don't. It's kind of a weird slippery slope argument that you could make. But uh dude, well, I
3: yeah, I mean. I see kind of two sides of the argument. Obviously taking it too far is not cool um, with the taunts or whatever, specifically the language post-game, all that stuff, obviously not cool. But I did see, and I think I brought it up in, a, in an episode a while back, but the, I saw some someone's girlfriend, I guess, was watching him play Halo or what Cod or whatever it happened to be. And he died and got teabagged and she was trying to sue the, the person on the other side of the internet because it was sexual assault. And it's like, we've come too far now that every, everyone has to file their you know, hurt feelings reports. Uh, yeah. So it's like not really the responsibility of the de- developers. Just be a normal person and realize it's a video game. It's going to be fine.
2: Yeah, we have seen some instances where companies have decided to because it's weird. A lot of games have their own like unwritten rules that get kind of built on things that you that don't do because they're disrespectful or whatever. But like literally in Overwatch, if you type G G E Z at the end of a match, it will filter it and it won't show it. And then, oh really? Like, yeah. So it's like I can't even say something that's very. You know, I'm not insulting a specific like. I don't to me it just seems interesting that I I get filtered on saying stuff like that. I can't even tease the other team because it's toxic or disrespectful or whatever. But yeah. Uh have you seen anything that kind of has tried to lean players the other direction? I'm thinking like uh commendation in Overwatch where you like say good job person for being awesome or end of heroes of the storm where you vote on the best player, that kind of stuff you think that leads to any positive change or is it kind of just a thing that people? I don't
3: think, I don't think so. Honestly, just because no. when we, when we get to the end of a <laughs> Not... heroes of the storm game and like, you know, everybody, but one person on our own team is up on the leaderboard and we're like, Oh, whole, whole team. And then we're like, Oh wait, no dude. You hey, suck. Blah, blah. So like, even to, you know, on our <laughs> team, we're, Jeering each other, yeah, yeah, and then if you if you're not playing with anybody, typically I just skip that whole process. I'm just like, yeah, give me the next game, I don't care
2: they, it's just a never ending like another example of filtering like in heroes of the storm you used to be able to when you get matched with someone, you used to be able to right click on their name before the game loaded and view their profile. Uh, yeah, you can do that with your teammates still, but you used to be able to do it against who you were matched up against, and you could see like, oh, they're only gold too or and now you can't even do that and it's kind of interesting that that they don't want you to be loaded with ammunition to insult your your, anyone (laughs) yeah
1: i'm worried about the future too because you have like voice recognition technology and stuff like imagine if they implement that into a game and you just say like you say a word that sounds like the word and then suddenly you just have an instant ban on your account because you said something that sounds like a like a epitaph or a slur or something like that you know what i mean
2: mark my words someday someone will be running for some kind of public office and a news article will come out that shows the stuff they said in final fantasy 14 online in their guild or yeah a a post they made on their after a a league of legends game and it's just going to be just dark like toxic stuff and then that person's going to be crucified which or not
1: or they'll get elected in a landslide <laughs> <laughs> yeah idiocracy baby that's right dude i have um i have i wouldn't go anyway i know somebody that plays games and has been banned on playstation plus um i think two or three times because after games can't contain his rage and he will send dms via just like recent players and send dms of like just cussing people out so he takes the time to like type out uh, a message to cuss people out and just like make fun of them and and do all this stuff and there's like a paper trail and you're banned so yeah. i'll see the that account that person has to switch accounts to like be able to play video games again just like dude
3: Dude, I remember that on Xbox Live prior to, Xbox, like, oh, yeah. even when you weren't in voice chat, after a game, you'd get some yep. horrible message from some random person you didn't know on the internet you about get the how little, bad you are, and you're just like, really? You, you, you're going to waste moments of your day
1: typing little, out this message? Hit, you get the little bloop, and then yeah. the, the little switch over, switch the blade over to the message blade, and then... <laughs> Oh look at that. I'm getting called something terrible or nothing. Cool, cool. I love this game.
0: Yeah. Dude, it
2: literally happened to me the other day. I was playing Heroes of the Storm and I, I mentioned something in chat about this guy uh he died in the last fight. Like the healer was almost respawning and I was just like, "Wait, everyone wait for the healer to come up." And he does an Artanis like god swap and into their whole team and gets killed. Nice. And I was like, "We lost the game cuz you just couldn't wait a few seconds for our healer to respawn." And then after the game was over, he privately messaged me and just went on this rant tirade. I wish I could I wish I had saved it. I have some saved from the past somewhere on this computer that I might post on our uh, on our Twitter. Which is, by the way, OMG underscore podcast GG on Twitter and Instagram. Feel free to reach out to us about your toxic stories, your unfortunate experiences with the dark side of humanity in the worst forms in the world, besides Reddit. cool all right uh what is your least favorite form of toxicity that you have encountered i'll tell you mine just to start it off intentionally dying or not participating oh yeah is my yeah. least f- favorite thing even if the other team does it i will report that person in whatever game i'm playing because it is i hate it i don't oh, know yeah. why no, you, it's just
1: a, it's just a giant waste of time for everybody i don't know why they spend their
2: minutes of their day doing this it makes no sense
1: yeah, yeah, throwing throwing a game I think has like I I can always mute people or just ignore the chat and kind of laugh at it, but when you intentionally throw a game that took me a minute to match, a minute and a half to select characters and you know, 15 minutes to play, you just ruined 30 minutes of my life that like are sacred to me, especially now that I'm so busy, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just Time's, for your it little... is like literally one of the most valuable things in your entire life and when people waste it so obnoxious
2: but maybe that's that's the the thrill of it for them is that power they hold over you i don't get it but it's weird
1: that's probably it man they have nothing like they they have enough time on their hands that they don't care that's the thing
2: yeah anything else that you can think of that you just can't stand
0: No.
3: I I think that's the best one. That's a yeah. great example.
1: Yeah. That's that's pretty much it for me.
2: Nice. Well, I think we've kind of uh gotten to the end of this discussion, but here's here's a thought for you on a serious note. It's easy to think that gamers you know hide behind that anonymity and all that kind of stuff, but it also is easy to make the link between people's true nature when they can not have repercussions. Hide. Yeah. Right. So, do you think the stuff that you encounter not just in gaming but in online is like a scary dark accurate reflection of society or is it mostly the bad ones make it seem much worse than it is or or what's your thoughts on this, boys? I think it's a little bit of both, right? Obviously, the the most
3: vocal people if they're saying bad things, then they're going to make everybody seems bad right specifically by posting whatever toxic stuff in chat or whatever it happens to be but um i also think that it's those people the the specifically like horrible ones are the most insecure about life and all kinds of stuff so that's that's the only way they can kind of lash out and feel heard uh in whatever weird way they think that it's happening. Um, So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. Humanity is kind of at a baseline, just not that great sometimes, you know, especially when you have anonymity, like you said. So in my belief, people are going to regress down to their most basic primal ids of themselves. And if things aren't going your way, then that's what happens. And video games bring that out. All the time
2: yeah yeah I think you're right there's a little bit of a lot going on but a lot of these people who are doing this they may have their own issues going on and like you said they just need an outlet and unfortunately they don't know how to helpfully use that outlet and uh here's here's a this is this is what restores kind of my faith in all of this and humanity and society so here's a story, Swift. I, you probably experienced the same thing when you first started, but back in the day when I first started playing World of Warcraft, I am a lonely little hunter just learning the game, and I'm doing <laughs> my first ever dungeon. I think it was Black Fathom Deep, and uh, I'm just running through, attacking everything I see in sight, thinking I'm the man, right? Like, oh, I'm doing so much damage, uh, and the tank just starts. Blaming me and calling me an idiot oh, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, why? I don't, what am I doing wrong? I don't blah know blah, blah, what's blah. happening. Yeah, yeah. He like, he's, he's calling me racial slurs, even though he has no idea like what I am. He's like, you're probably this, this, and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, wow, this game is, what is happening? Uh, And so eventually he quits. Like we don't even finish the dungeon. And I was like, oh my God, what have I done? And the remaining three members of the, of the dungeon, all. Like, private messaged me after it, uh, after we separated, because I think there was matchmaking for dungeons at that point when I started uh, in Wrath of the Witch King. Uh, But they all, every single one of them messaged me and was like, Hey, dude, you want to join up with us and we can explain to you, like, how all this works and how aggro works and what my role is as a damage dealer. And I had no idea, right? Uh, But they were all very friendly, very nice. And uh, so I, I do think that the bad apples are what we kind of tend to remember. Um, and have the loudest voices, but overall the majority of gamers are, you know, good people, just like the rest of society. But Yeah. Can I, I kind say of have... my oh sorry
3: Okay I was you just brought up a really good point. Uh which can I say my like parting shot right now? Yeah, yeah. Cause it just made me think of something. I I was just gonna say like and you guys might, you know, pile onto this at the end, but um that makes me think of my experience in world of warcraft and learning the game and you know and it's typical of most games if you're new and you don't really understand what's going on the right response from your teammates or you know random people online is not to trash you just instead of doing that just teach people how to play the game and then everybody can enjoy it more
2: right yeah I think that I was what to, you and I were talking. Sorry, when we, when it was pretty refreshing when we were starting Final Fantasy Fourteen online. You know, oh, everybody we was like, so helpful. Everyone is helpful. Like yeah. no one's mean.
1: Everyone's uh, nice.
2: Everyone's a cat girl. I love it. This game's Maybe. awesome.
1: <laughs> That's the Final Fantasy man. That's the culture there. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The
2: Final Good Fantasy for them. is cat girls and uh, cheery nature.
1: Yeah. I try to bring my own brand of toxicity into the game. You guys have played with me, but if uh, any listeners do eventually, I try to make it a little bit humorous so that like, if I'm going to be a little bit toxic or like make fun of somebody, I try to make it so that like they either can laugh at themselves or everybody can laugh and not like get everybody too angry about it. Or I'll carry forward a joke while I'm doing that. Uh, but
2: you typically (laughs) go with the, uh, the self deprecating humor where you, uh, talk about how miserable and shitty you are as a human. yeah so that
1: was gonna be my parting shot was like (laughs) self-deprecation in those situations generally uh diffuses people like that because then they'll either want to teach you or they'll laugh because i'll be like artanis is feeding reported and i'm the artanis character so like obviously i'm not (laughs) reporting myself to activision blizzard but like then everybody laughs at that as opposed to like just getting so angry about this person that's not very good
2: yeah, I agree. I kind of am spring loaded nowadays, especially when I'm playing solo queue and heroes of the storm, to uh immediately point out when I know that I screwed up really bad. So like instead of when I die, obviously making a bad decision and then being like, Why weren't you guys with me? I go, My bad, or like immediately I try to make sure people know that like I'm not gonna be doing this for the rest of the game. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh but sad I have to do that.
1: I just say I've never played this hero before. Even though I'm like level 17 with that. Yeah, I was
3: about to say, even though I'm level 10. (laughs) (laughs) Never played before.
1: It's my first time playing Vala. Sorry, guys.
2: (laughs) Cool, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoyed our chat about toxicity in gaming. Our suggestion to you is just enjoy what you're doing, have fun, teach people how to play if they seem like they don't know what they're doing. If they're intentionally sucking, just use whatever uh, system is in the game to report them and just move on. Don't lose any fun from your day based on them but uh, if they're intentionally feeding man oh that hurts but anyway
1: hey stroke one more thing yeah elden ring my favorite toxicity ever is just people <laughs> lying about what you should be doing <laughs> in messages <I> <laughs> awesome. jump here <laughs> jump here and then you fall to your death okay and
2: i like when it says jump here and it's surrounded by blood stains you're like yeah, hmm. right. but then <laughs> but then where you see them where you're intentionally trying to go to there's like one little message that you can see over there you're like oh maybe you can make it but they probably like went all the way around and put one there to make you think but that game does uh does player communication and toxicity type stuff pretty humorously without a whole lot of consequence yep cool cool well there you have it folks we will move on to what we played this week All right. Pickle Matt, lead us off, brother.
1: All right. I played uh, two games of Heroes of the Storm. We forfeited one of our matches, or this week's match, because we couldn't get enough people to play, which is very sad. Uh, But I was out there practicing for two matches. And then uh, I played one game of Fall Guys because I saw the icon on my desktop and I had a little bit of time to kill. And I didn't want to boot up Elden Ring. And it was super fun. I enjoy that game. Uh, Swift, we're gonna have to play a couple of matches. Uh, I need to get my my skins over from PS Five because when it was free on the PS Store before it was a free to play game, I unlocked the uh, Fries costume, so I can be McDonald's Fries or whatever it is. Nice, super cool. How
2: does it work? Then, can you play as like a three man squad? a four man squad. I think it's up to four. Yeah.
1: yeah, we should do a we should do a one more game uh, podcast. And listener uh group up there Squad. yeah
3: i remember up on. the, the only reason i know that is because i remember watching right when it first came out all the big streamers would have four people that would totally like grab other people just to help them try to win and yeah. uh oh, nice. some did and uh some tim Fatman could still could not get a uh a, a dub
2: <laughs> his first victory in that game was like his most viral video ever yeah <laughs>
1: Um and then the other thing I played was Elden Ring. I just can't I can't put it down, man. Um every every time I explore a new port of the map, like I got to the Altus Plateau um a few days ago and I was like, "Oh, dope. I'm at the like end game portion of the the map." And then there's like four more pieces of the map I had to unlock still. And I don't think I've unlocked all the map yet. Um and then there's so many things within within those uh dungeons and caves all the kinds of stuff so it's uh it's so fun and i've been spamming one or two magic moves with and then my my sword that i have there it's uh it's a good time it is uh it is refreshing to see player communications in that game that's not very direct and oftentimes funny and sometimes misleading but usually very helpful and that's all that's all i played
2: Yeah, there's almost never a time that you get ambushed without being able to find a message somewhere that tells you
1: that that's going to happen. Oh, I was telling you guys earlier this week. I was like, dude, if I didn't have the internet with this game, because you can play offline, I would find one quarter of the stuff that I was supposed to find, and then I would die, probably ten times as much. Yep. With the ambushes. Uh, And then one more thing about that game, like you said last week, there's no like, there's no thing on your HUD that says you need to do this next for your quest or whatever. So one of the cooler parts, but I think one of the more frustrating for a person that's been spoon fed throughout all these types of games is the fact that like, there are some quests that you have to listen to the player talking and then you will never know ever again. If you forget what they said, I don't think unless you look it up, you will not progress their character quest. Yeah. And there's, all these different types of endings you can unlock based on that. And I literally have no, I don't think I've done a single quest. I don't know if I have, like, I'm not sure there's no pop-up that says you've completed the quest or you've done this or that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's no,
2: that's not how quests work. The only way you know that you're on a quest is if you talk to an NPC about something that's not in their like purchase thing. Like it's another option. And then you find them somewhere else, or you talk to someone else about what you talked to them about. That's like the only way of knowing that you're questing.
1: And I'm trying to not Google things as much as I can, but there's a couple of times where I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what this character is or what it, what they're supposed to do, and I don't want to kill them accidentally or whatever it might be. But
2: I got to a point where I was following this quest line, and it got to a like a stopping point that basically said. In order for this to continue, you must kill radon, which I think is the next boss that I'm supposed to go find, but like I can't do anything until that boss dies. so
1: I don't even know who that is or where that is. Is that yeah. the one of the yeah,
2: whatever I don't know I haven't found him, but uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> I think he's oh. the dude with red hair that's from all the videos
1: is uh is he the one on the east, the Carrion Peninsula, or whatever with the scarlet rot?
0: Yeah, I don't me. know. I,
1: don't know. I, killed, I killed that general over there in the east, and that was a really fun battle. Right. Anywho, there it is. That's it. Cool, cool.
2: All right. Swift, what do you got?
3: Uh, So not much this week. Uh, in flag stuff all weekend. You get, I talked to you guys about it earlier. This is why I need the seam deck to be here soon. Please send me the email so that I can order it and use that thing when I'm not home. Uh, but in the earlier part of the week, I played a little bit of Elden Ring. I think I'm level like 45 or something now. I don't I don't know, actually, if I'm that high. 36, maybe. Um, but make my way through it, still really enjoying it. Uh, I'm definitely planning on getting into it this week. Uh, and hopefully, probably not catching you guys, because you guys will probably be doing the same thing. But uh, finding all these little tidbits that you guys keep talking about as far as random bosses that give you 80,000 runes and stuff yeah. so that I can level up effectively. But that, that's it.
2: Yeah. If you find a giant dragon just laying there not moving run around him, go to his armpit and just hack away at him. It'll take about 15 minutes because he's got infinity health but when he dies he gives you like 90k. Love it's that, that white dragon? Yeah, that big white dragon.
1: Just he's surrounded sure by like forty-five black dragons.
2: <laughs> yeah, you have to like sneak past them and then just go stand by him. Make sure you're not aggroed on anything else. But man, oh, he looks make like sure... you got food
1: poisoning. Make dragon. sure you
2: eat the uh, the golden pickled foot before he dies, because it ups your gives you extra runes, extra runes. Yeah.
1: Ooh, I forgot about that.
2: But don't Hot take tip. it. Don't take it until he's almost dead, because it literally takes like fifteen minutes. And <laughs> okay. Being aware of.
3: Well, and you're a samurai hacking away. Yeah. I'm a not a sword user typically, so it'll probably take me at least 30.
2: Yeah, I found that if you find something that has bleed damage, that's the only, that's how you kill him cuz it that's okay. a percentage percentage based thing. Got it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, sometimes you just don't have time to game, man. Uh I'll yeah. get into it real quick. I got into some Elden Ring. I think I'm level close to 60 somewhere. Uh, pickle matt has definitely passed me. Uh, in that regard, it's that I, magic man. I spent money on, I spent runes trying to be able to do magic. I unlocked it, and I was doing magic that was so weak. I was like, well, that was a waste. I think I'm gonna respect just to, into all dexterity and health, and just be a samurai only.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can like. I don't think you can get towards the end game of that with like starting a new type like i would never be able to be a like a brawler like you are yeah because the even the magic that i was doing before i started like getting a new like a better staff and things like and better spells i was just like i'm i'm gonna hit a stop here where i just can't even play the game anymore because it's so weak but then eventually i had to boost yeah my
2: my magic spells were like in the current level of monsters that i'm facing it barely hurts him. It just pisses him off, and then I have to run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. And then uh, what else? I played some Heroes of the Storm. Boys, I decided that I will... So here's my experience this last week with Heroes of the Storm. I was like, I'm going to grind out of Storm League gold and get back to where I once was in my glory days. And I just finally had one game... With teammates who no one drafted a tank, no one drafted a healer like and we had a Valera for no reason, and nobody did anything useful. They just fought like we were in aram the whole time I'm like I literally typed to them, thank you for reminding me why I stopped playing this game by myself and i I don't think i'm gonna <laughs> I'm only gonna play aram uh if I'm by myself, and then I'll play quick match with you guys, but ugh, it's just very frustrating when you're trying to win and people just are having fun yeah uh so yeah that's here's a storm and then today i fired up destiny because i was excited about the new stuff and uh, i kind of just got myself to the point where i can start doing the the uh season the new season stuff season 18 i think it is and it's all pirate themed so you're you go on like treasure hunts and board ships and that kind of stuff so it's kind of cool space pirating Huh. uh but yeah that's basically uh all i did for gaming wise not a whole lot going on on that front like we talked about before guys if you uh, if you'd like to hear us talk about a game that we played that you're interested in just reach out to us at omg underscore podcast gg on twitter or instagram and we'd love to uh give you a review of that and swift will get back on his obscure games weekly this yes, week sir find something out there maybe on uh, game pass or in his steam library that uh, he can recommend or not recommend as he typically does uh, in, in a weird game. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You should try inscription if it's on uh PlayStation because it's strange and weird. And yeah. I'll things. have
3: to try it. We'll, we'll
1: see.
2: All right, boys, we already, we did your swift. We did your around the room pickle, Matt, you got anything.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like what I said before, but like, when people are being toxic in video games or even before that they can just sometimes maybe try some self-deprecating humor because you'll make fun of yourself. That way they don't have to do it for you. You may make a few people laugh and everybody leaves happier. Or if it's just not even humor, just self-deprecate and be like, Hey, I'm new to this game. I, I don't know how to play this character. And usually people will cool down and just be like, Oh, okay. Or me, or they'll help you. Or the worst case scenario is they make fun of you. Exactly and call you the racial slurs that they were planning on doing. So, maybe try it.
2: Yeah, here's my uh my recommendation to you if you don't want to just completely turn off in-game chat, which is what I had to do when I was really trying to rank up in HOTS. Uh just remember this. Every time you decide to flame someone or, you know, shit on someone for screwing up in something as trivial as a video game, it can have more profound effects on them in a in a true life situation, right? So if someone's going through, who knows, right? Depression or stuff that we talked about in previous episodes. And then suddenly they get four people, random people on the internet telling them how shitty and useless they are. That would suck for you to have that kind of impact on them. Uh, so just remember that there's a person on the other side of it. And uh, do what you can to make gaming the once happy, positive experience that people play to experience
1: everybody i flame is bots because i can only kill bots
2: <laughs> yeah yeah cool but that doesn't mean you can't you know lighthearted teasing i think is still has a place in gaming and always should yep cool there you have it folks you can find our uh you know us streaming every week uh sometimes at sunday on uh or 9 p.m. on Sunday nights, sometimes uh, <laughs> on a, a different random day. So thanks for joining us today. And uh, we'd love to hear from you guys on social media, as we talked about. You can find all of us streaming at twitch.tv slash whatever you see on the screen there, or the stroke Swift me or I'm Pickle Matt from time to time. Uh, as for me, I'll be casting some Heroes of the Storm matches later this week. I'm trying to convince Pickle Matt to join me at some point, but... Uh, and then uh, Swift Me has been stepping up his stream schedule recently. If you want to see him uh, stare at you and not speak. Is he,
1: is he talking?
2: Uh, only sometimes. <laughs> and then Pickle Matt, he loves to uh, stream, you know.
1: We got to get that over that. Shock gotta value. No, we got to get over that. It was uh, one time. Here.
2: Cool. Want to become famous? Buy followers, primes, and viewers at mystream.store. Thanks. Uh, the ghost is off for your uh, spam, and uh, we'll <laughs> have you removed immediately from the chat. Unless <laughs> you hit and follow button. Cool, guys. Thanks for joining us. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or omgpodcast.podbean.com, or anywhere else you might find your podcasts. And I'll leave you with one final thought before we go. Just because you have to grow up doesn't mean you have to stop gaming. Game on, gamers, and we'll see you on the next episode of One More Game. Swift, Pickle Matt, see ya. See
1: ya.
0: You've been listening to the One More Game podcast. Designed for adults who play video games. Adults who play video games who constantly get nagged about it. Nag, nag, nag. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Find the One More Game podcast where you get your podcasts. Hit us up on Instagram at OMG OMGPodcastGG and on Twitter at OMG underscore PodcastGG. Until next time, they'll keep nagging and we'll keep playing. See you next time on the One More Game podcast.